0: This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. This is the Fast Break Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Anderson. Alongside me is Ricky Woodburn. What's up? What's up? Dave Oster.
1: What's up? What's
0: up? No. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> no. Yeah, buddy. I, I, are you serious? Am I, am I joining the nation? <laughs> Maybe. I. Are hey. you
1: <laughs> I think I think at this point I, I'm just entertained by how much it hurts you, traitor. That it, it gives me pleasure that it bothers you that much. I love
2: how there was no enthusiasm behind it either. <laughs> At least Brandon had some enthusiasm. I just had to
1: stay with a straight face, because it. Like I want to laugh about
2: it, but... You can laugh. You can laugh. Yeah. I'm so hurt
0: right now. <laughs> yeah. The We Agree podcast is just about to get you started. Now Now I just have a knife in my back, and I need to fucking pull it out. God. Uh.
2: I wish this was a video podcast with the grin from ear to ear.
0: <laughs> Anyways, let's get into uh, what we're talking about today. We're talking the off-season winners and losers for the NBA, and we're also going to be jumping into Phil Jackson's comments about whether people are smart enough to play the triangle or not. These
2: kids aren't smart enough nowadays, man. These kids don't know aren't how to sm- play
0: basketball. These kids don't know what's funny or what's cool, and they think what's up, what's up, nation is, a, is an actual thing. And what's up, what's up? I, I, I gotta stop saying that word. Oh my God, it's, it's a, I'm triggered right now. Anyway, let's jump into the winners and losers of the off season with the true traders, the best friends for life, Ricky Widmer and Dave Oster. My first winner of the off season will be the Utah Jazz. I really like what they did. You know, they have a lot of pieces from this team, a lot of youthful pieces. They have a lot of guys that do something well, and then they just brought in uh, Boris Diaw and Joe Johnson, and they also brought in George Hill from a trade. I like I like you know bringing in that veteran leadership to round out this team.
1: I mean, I, I think they did some good, but uh, but giving them you know one of your top winner slots, it's a it's a lot for a team that just kind of shifted some pieces around. They didn't really make a huge splash, but
0: they didn't need a huge splash. All their all their good guys, uh, I mean, all their you're, you're best players,
1: uh, Rudy Gordon and Derek being you know the, the yeah. big three. Yeah, then, I mean, they're take him to the promised land.
0: Derek Favors is fantastic against against the basket, and if he can, and if he can develop a, a jump shot outside of that, there's a lot of question marks with our young players. I mean, Gordon Hayward, I think he can jump over that twenty point mark. I think he could consistently be you know a top scorer on this team. I think Rudy Gobert can be one of the best rim protectors in the league. I think he's just developing and getting there, getting there. I think he's definitely going to be up there with uh, DeAndre Jordan and Hassan Whiteside pretty soon. Okay. And then also uh, Derek Favors. I mean, if he can stretch it out, I mean, he, he's already fantastic with his back against the basket. So on offense. Are pretty set defense. Gobert just helps, and then you bring in guys like Joe Johnson to score off the bench. Boris Diaw, Diaw is obviously very versatile, and then George Hill who's just fantastic all around.
1: Yeah, Boris Diaw's got that fat guy athleticism that always takes me by surprise. Like when I watch him play, I'm always like, man, he is smoother than I thought he was. He's
0: budget Draymond. He's, he's he was Draymond before Draymond, but Draymond's <laughs> Draymond's a little more uh, a fit. But yeah, yeah. I mean, and you got the French connection in Dio and uh, and Rudy Gobert.
1: Fair
2: enough. But you're not worried
1: at all about you know Trey Burke and Trevor Booker bouncing. Yeah,
2: ah, uh, that's that's <laughs> the thing I'm kind of worried. Like the thing I'm worried most about is, and maybe it's because I'm not a Jazz fan. There may be Jazz fans down in the comment section that say they like it better. But I don't know how I feel about George Hill now being the point guard over. Trey Burke. I mean, that was one. Oh, it's it's an upgrade. Oh, we're going to. We're drafting this kid. He's going to be the point guard of the future. And then now it's shipping him out for a guy who was the not even the Robin to um, to Paul George in Indianapolis. And last year with the Pacers,
0: he's not going to be a a, a top player. If they're bringing him in to do the exact same thing, he's George Hill isn't a superstar.
2: So so he's going to be the Robin to, let's say, Rudy. Like Rudy's the Batman of this team. Is that what we're saying? Gordon Hayward is. Okay, Gordon Hayward. So he's going to be the Robin to. Do you even Hayward.
0: watch the Jazz? Do you, yeah, Ricky? Do you even? <laughs> you no, know, George Hill is literally just brought, being brought into B.A. point guard. They already have their three. George Hill is just another another you know another piece to add on to that.
2: And that's the one thing I look at and I go, eh. Like I look at all their moves and did they do anything bad? No, it's just that's the question to me. Was I'd take Trey Burke over.
0: George Hill. If I was picking a point I eight. would not at all. I disagree with that. But yeah, uh, and I, Shelvin Mack. I would take Shelvin Mack. What, it, what <laughs> he did, what he did, uh, what he did uh, with when he came over, he had to- limited success. In 28 games, he was pretty damn good. <laughs> he was better than Trey Burke's career in Utah. True. That's, that's Trey, what I'm Trey Burke to say. has been a disappointment. If if Shel Mack, if Shelvin Mack can do what he did, I mean that's that's a good backup point guard right there. But I, but but the thing I like about it is because Alec Burke's you know limited time playing, but still, I mean he he's a good three point shooter, and if he can stay healthy, that's obviously going to be a, a big help there. And it, and it's really again about just developing these players. Rodney Hood's a good shooter, just needs to get more consistent there. Gordon, Definitely. I mean Tr- Trevor Booker's uh, was fantastic his first year again just needs to develop more i mean this, mm-hmm. this team is just young they need to develop and then you bring in guys like george hill uh boris diao and joe johnson all guys who have playoff experience all guys who have been on the spurs except for joe johnson and i mean all these guys just have that veteran leadership that you need for a young team and i think that's gonna at least push them to a position where they can make the playoffs are
2: we gonna expect anything from their second round draft picks because i mean i i look at them and i go i see marcus deb- page I see Marcus Page and I go, man, I want him to develop into not like a star, but a quality role player in the NBA because I love what he brings to the table mentally.
0: I mean, I think Page will probably start off in the D League, or, or or I don't I don't think any of these guys are going to get consistent minutes because all their guys are ready. Ha- They're Logan, already con- a
2: pretty deep team,
1: yeah. Yeah,
0: so I mean, I, I think they'll be fine. But but again, the Jazz wasn't about getting a, a superstar; it's about developing their players and adding veteran presence, and that's exactly what they did. And, and I think the Jazz can definitely push for a playoff spot. I mean, especially with the Mavericks falling out, possibly Houston falling out with the, the departure of uh, uh, Dwight Dwight Harden, Dwight Howard. <laughs> it doesn't
1: uh, happen just to me. Can, can,
0: can, I, I, <laughs> Can James Harden actually carry this team? There's a lot of question marks in the in that bottom half of the West, and I think I think with the Jazz moves, and if they can stay healthy and their players can develop, I think this definitely could be a playoff team. I, I, I like what they did. They
2: were almost a playoff team this year, so I mean, why not be a playoff yeah, they, team they were, next year? They were just outside,
1: and you know, the one thing that I was kind of interested with looking at this Jazz roster was, you know, there always was that weird trade discussion going around about Blake Griffin, uh, and you know, it never actually materialized. That was mainly
0: for the Nuggets, but yeah.
1: But no, they were one of the teams. They the, were, yeah. So I'm like, are, are they really confident in Gordon being, you know, their main scorer? Are they really confident going with Rudy and uh, and Derek Favors? I mean, the, the question comes down to like, if they're the guys to take you the promised line, wonderful. But I don't know in the West right now. That's I still have some questions about that.
0: Gordon Hayward just needs to become more dynamic with this because he, mm-hmm. he's he's mainly a scorer and and if he can be a guy who can you know, kind of take that offense and make it his you know kind of like what Paul George has done kind of what you know LeBron James has obviously done True. not saying that it's going to be up to that level but if you can be a player like that and you could uh, put a guy like Derek Favors who can score on the low post like that you can put a guy like George Hill who can shoot like that if you put in Rodney Hill at that that shooting guard position who could shoot from there i think that's just going to add more to that team, and I think I think they're going to be a, you know a fantastic team. And then you add Joe Johnson, who could score off the bench, Boris Diaw. I mean, those two are going to be very versatile right there. They can run an offense, pick and roll yeah, right there. You
1: keep naming names, but I don't see titles coming to this town anytime soon. Oh, I'm not saying they're winning a title. <laughs> I'm saying
0: they might make the playoffs, but, but they still Eighth made eight. their team better. They, they, this is right, they still right. made their team better, and they that, improved their team
1: in this offseason. That's what we're talking about.
0: So exactly. I'll give you that. What, what other teams have have improved their team?
2: I'm going to throw out the Nets, and they're a team where it's like, I kind of wanted to say the Brooklyn Nets, and I was like, wait a second, did I just say the Brooklyn Nets? But, I mean, look at what they gained, look at what they lost. I mean, Jared Jack, eh, Thaddeus Young is probably their biggest loss, and Wayne Ellington I can deal with. You bring in Trevor Booker, but to me the more important one is Jeremy Lin. And then in your draft picks, I like Levert, what he can bring. he got some upsides. He's Here's... kind of got the same, like the questions we had about him are the same ones we had. About Miles Turner, and it all comes down to the knee. Real quick, if he can stay healthy, he can stay in there. Plus, I love Isaiah Whitehead.
0: In, in the Jazz, I said Trey, uh, Trevor Booker. I bet Trey Lyles. Yeah. Trey Lyles yeah. in a in second year, but go, go on with the notes. But
2: I love Isaiah Whitehead. To me, is he could be the guy who it's like, man, this this guy was a second rounder. Yeah, he was a second round. Like, this far, it's kind of like that you mentioned a Draymond Green comparison earlier. This could be like Draymond Green too, where it's like this guy was in the second round. Now he's like a quality starter in this league. I think if he can channel whatever he had in that conference uh, tournament that he had for Seton Hall, he could be a really bright spot for the Nets, on a team that he could get some uh, playing time because who they got a point guard besides Lynn?
0: And another thing with the Nets, too, is they could they were definitely active or trying to yeah, be active. Yeah, they, 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 they
1: threw out offers left and right. Yeah, trying to get Alan
0: like was, and tra- Tyler Johnson.
1: Yeah, I mean, and both those guys would have been great pickups for them. Uh, Tyler Johnson, obviously, was the questionable contract if, if there was one to be like, you're going to offer him how much money for, for mm-hmm. what little he played? Uh, Crabb would have been a great pickup, though. I'll, I'll give him that. Uh, I, I think this team, I mean... Look, they're, they're a team that has been in the basement for so long and is so, like, without hope to a point that this is a
0: step in the right direction. I'll give you that.
2: But well, they they had to make moves free agency because they're not going to get any draft help in the near future. They're
0: right. not, and they, and they did get draft help this year by trading that trading young, that kid, so, I yeah. mean, they're, they're yeah. not staying that's stagnant. That's why they're swinging
1: for the fences with yeah.
0: uh, Lavert They're like,
1: hey, if there's a guy who can take us, if he's healthy, mm-hmm. everything lights up green, He's going to be their star of the franchise.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, Brooklyn obviously going in the right direction, and, and it's weird saying that, but I mean, bringing in Sean Marks, obviously a guy who spent time in San Antonio, obviously knows how to build a team or has been around you know, a, a team, uh, a team that can build a team. Uh, I think that Brooklyn obviously did fantastic. They're not going to be competing. I think we we were all in agreement no. there. But again, it's not about competing or winning titles. Mm-hmm. It's about improving your team. They did that.
2: Can I piggyback though a loser off of that because of the Tyler Johnson thing? There, that Dave there are mentioned? no rules here, Ricky. I, I will say one of the losers, and this kind of goes with the Tyler Johnson, has got to be the Miami Heat. Oh. The, the reason being is you get into, I, I kind of want to call it a big dick contest with D-Wade. Basically, you it's a chest-pounding contest of who's the bigger man between Pat Riley and D. Wade. Pat Riley's the
1: bigger man every single time. You let
2: D. Wade walk when I'm a Bulls fan who's saying you shouldn't have let him walk. You should have gave him his money, let him finish out the career in Miami, and now who are you giving his money to? Tyler Johnson, who what, started seven games? Yeah, he he started yeah. seven games. Yeah, I get well, it. Who's going to have a longer career It's a Miami future though, deal. At least for <laughs> But if Tyler Johnson wise. fizzles out and does nothing, we're at looking Raleigh's back at this. Pat not putting his
1: future of a franchise no, not like, on I, hold because he wants to pay respects to Dwayne Wade. I, I get, He's about I get that. making sure this franchise has everything they need to succeed for I the future. I get that,
2: and he can make his but own decisions. But if you get decisions. that, then you,
1: you understand but why he didn't give him money.
2: I'm saying that he, if it was me, I would have just said, fuck it. Give him the money. D-Wade comes back. I mean, you lose Luau Dang, too, which to me is going to be a huge hurt, and you bring in, what, Babbitt, Ellington, James, you bring back in James Johnson, and then Derek Williams, but that Tyler Johnson thing is like, that money should be D. Wade's, and they're, to me it's a loser because you didn't have a draft pick either.
0: You didn't have a draft pick, uh, but and the heat, I mean, uh, the big question mark for them now is, can Chris Bosch even be healthy? Can Chris Bosch play again? Yeah. That's going to be a, a huge thing for them. I, th- I think it's less of a loss if Chris Bosch if Chris Bosh comes back and plays oh, and healthy. And there's
2: either some shady things around that, too, because they're even saying that, like, um, if he sits out, it's like a certain amount of games that he sits out this season. Basically, Pat Riley can cut Chris Bosh and not have to worry about any guaranteed money. Yeah, like, yeah That's the whole reason why they kept him out of the playoffs. Like, Apparently he was ready to go at the end of the season or whatever. He was ready to go, but medically I don't know if he was
1: really up to game speed. And that's, I, I don't think they wanted to throw him out there and risk anything.
0: Well, it's also kind of like the Chris Bryant situation in the MLB where they're like, all right, well, if we hold him you know, down in the minor leagues for this many mm-hmm. games and we don't have to pay him, we I mean, right. keep him on for three more years. I mean, th- it's just ways you can work a contract. Yeah. And, and plus Puss, being
2: it, a smart GM. Yeah, or yeah, and or plus is with this owner, is, I'm going to cut the money and get rid of But because... also
0: with Chris Bosch, I mean, if, if he doesn't play a certain amount of games and you don't know if he can come, at, come back healthy because of this blood clot issue, then, yeah, you're going to want to cut that contract because you don't want dead salary mm-hmm. going against your team when – obviously Pat Riley does not want to take a stagnant year. He doesn't want to take you know years off. I mean, this might be a step back year for the Miami Heat. They might be a little faltering if Tyler Johnson cannot develop, if Tyler Johnson cannot, cannot live up to that uh, contract, if you know Chris Bosh obviously can't come back, and if Hassan Whiteside can't step up and be a star. They're, I mean, they're hoping
1: that Whiteside and Bosh lead this team through, and you know what? They still have a great point guard out there, uh, and the, the thing with this team is they're trying to step for next year. It's all about that big free agency thing, and Pat Riley knows that. He's mm-hmm. like, Look, I'm not going to lock any of my money down for the future. I want to be able to roll in there and grab top players and bring them to Miami and win again. That He's, he's a big-picture guy. I love it well, because it's, here, just, it, it's cold, but it makes sense.
2: Here's the thing with that, though. Who's going to want to come? If you have a step-back season this year, who's going to want to come in and play? Because Pat the, Riley and Eric Spolstra. Because the first time, it's, but the I mean, first time, time you time. did yeah. that, the first time you did that, who was one of the keys to get you those players? If you didn't have D Wade the last time, LeBron and Bosh never come to mind. Yeah, D Wade was
0: also one of the best players in the NBA at that time. Yeah, no, D Wade was just not saying, a best like, player in the NBA right now. You don't have a
2: you don't have a veteran guy like that, and it's like, yeah, I can come and play for Spolstra and Pat Riley, but it's one of those things of. Who am I? I think the big thing for the Heat, and this is for but you were saying next year, it's who am I going to be playing with? Is exactly, you're going to be, the you're be playing
0: with Hassan Whiteside, who is Maybe a very promi- who is a, a promising player who hasn't even hit his ceiling yet, and possibly Chris Bosh, like you said. It's, I mean, the, if they kept D Wade, it, it might be what the Mavericks situation is. You you have a great head coach yeah. in Rick Carlisle. I mean, there's been some rumors that people don't like Rick Carlisle, but still, still a great head coach. You got a great owner in Mike Cuban, but you know, who am I going to play with? You're going to Dallas. To to play with Dirk Nowitzki, but Dirk is getting older. You're basically going to be looking at an aging Dirk who you don't know when he's going to retire. If they kept D. Wade around, it'd be, all right, I'm going to be playing with an aging D. Wade who Except I don't know if he can be he's on the court.
1: Unhealthy, yeah. Dirk, Dirk at least had health on his side, and his game wasn't affected as much by his athleticism. Dirk had that sweet stroke. Uh-huh. He could kill shots from anyone on the floor. D. Wade, on the other hand, relies heavily on his athleticism and game to the hoop, and if he can't reliably do that, aging... I'm sorry. That it makes think, no sense to give him the money. I still think there's
2: free agents, though. That either either want Dirk or D Wade. If you gave them the opportunity to play with them, they'd still oh, come yeah. to I mean, Miami love to, go to play, play with them. With with
1: but it doesn't make my team better.
0: But as a star, though, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. D-Wade would be the star of that team. And you're looking at a star that's 34, 35, who does not have the healthiest of knees, who is losing his athleticism. Yeah,
2: but this is like a conversation that like the Bulls are having. Whose team is it? It doesn't really matter at the but end of the Jimmy day. But you have Jimmy
0: Butler. Jimmy Butler's a no, 27, 28-year-old no, no. like, superstar. I'm saying
2: like what you were just saying, like if Wade was still in Miami, of course it's going to be his team because it's Wade County. That's what they called it down there, no matter who comes in. But... It's just one of those things I feel like the Heat, to me, not a great off season. You let two key pieces to me, Dang and Wade, were the two ones, and you overpaid for Tyler Johnson. That's all I was saying.
0: I disagree. I, I think I think I think that Pat Riley knows what he's doing. I think they're going to have a, t- a step back year. I don't think the Heat are going to the playoffs this year, or, or, or there'll be a fringe nope, team in, in the East. But I, I think that I think that Pat Riley is doing a smart thing. And, and like Dave said, it, said it's not about this year. It's definitely about next year, and it's about the upcoming years uh, for free agency. So you have that money that you can spend on big free agents. Another loser, uh, weirdly enough, I'm going to trash on Sacramento. Um, what? That's
1: unheard <laughs> of on this podcast. Look at,
0: look at the draft. I mean, you had Malachi Richardson, who I. I Absolutely you know, like love. Papa John's, baby? Um, yeah, the, one of the worst players <laughs> in um in the Summer League who shot 32% from three feet away from the basket. Yeah, I mean, uh, how, how can that not be a fucking stealer? 13! It's the worst pick in the NBA draft. And then you go out and get Aaron Flalo, who's a great shooter. Don't get me wrong, but Aaron Flalo isn't going to take your team to the playoffs. Matt Barnes, you know, a, a decent player who Boogie wants to play with, so maybe that will help a little bit. Just make sure
2: Derek Fisher is nowhere near uh, Sacramento on that one.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were talking about Aaron الافlao because no. the next now I know you're talking yeah, about yeah. Uh, Matt Barnes. <laughs> maybe they need a, a a veteran point guard here, but uh you know, I mean uh Matt Barnes, I mean he's a decent role player and mm-hmm. Boogie does want to play with him so maybe that will help, you know, yeah, Boogie's Oh yeah,
1: Boogie's personality. He needs to have Matt Barnes <laughs> <right>. That's the <that's laughs> locker room guy you really want in there.
0: But then again, I mean I mean you you you, you draft Papagiannis. Melkade Richardson and Scal were decent, but then again, you know, you have a, a complete log jam with uh, Costa Kufos, mm-hmm. you have Papagiannis. you have uh Boogie obviously now you have scale there's a lot just, just a lot uh, building up yeah building up there too many bigs there. You got Aaron Afalawa, who's I mean he's an okay shooter now. He's not the same Aaron Afalawa as he was in, in Denver. Matt Barnes again, like I was saying, a, bi- a big problem mm-hmm. in the locker room sometimes. Not the greatest of players, but if Boogie wants to help and it's going to help, you know, Jaeger uh, coach Boogie somehow. Uh, he's I mean, the
2: best thing about this team, man. Jaeger bombs that, that left was, and right.
0: That was the that <laughs> was the best thing that the Kings did was bring in Jaeger and then bring in Malachi Richardson and, and Scale. Those three moves, but outside of that, I couldn't give a, I couldn't give a shit about that 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 that. Rondo
1: walked, and they don't have a point guard. I'm sorry. That's, I mean, I'm just adding on because I don't argue with anything that you've said about this Mm -hmm. team. They they've had a terrible offseason, but like letting the assist leader in the league walk away, letting one of the players who was a standout player for you last year. And you do very little to replace him.
0: I don't know about... Well, they already have... Uh, they're, they already have Darren Collinson. Okay, Darren Collinson's still there. Darren Collinson's still a decent point guard. I mean, he, he, I, I know he's... League not leader the, and assists, too. League leader in assists, but... He's passable. It, but then again, you're also passing to Boogie. Boogie's a machine. Hey, it's kind of like saying, like you know, oh look at look at uh, you know uh, Derek Der- Fisher's assist numbers in uh, LA. Well, yeah, he was passing to passing to Shaq and Kobe. I mean, it's kind of like true, saying true. you know someone passing to MJ. It's like, well, yeah, you're passing to MJ. He's guy, guy's a goddamn machine. <laughs> I, I think I think Collison's fine. It's just you know you you have Boogie there, and you're not really making the right moves to actually help that team. You you're, draft you're more bigs around you. You're drafting more bigs around them. You're not you're not getting anyone that's going to actually bring anything to this this city, and you're not. Gonna be able to bring in an anyone free agency because who the fuck wants to go to Sacramento?
1: Clearly, the answer is to trade Boogie and start Papa John's. Yeah, no, like that's that, that that's, is, the,
2: that's the that's view it. of this franchise. That's it, man. You got to start Papa John's, trade Boogie.
0: You know, that, I think here. they need sponsorship money. I think they're <laughs> building a new arena. I think they need a new sponsor for that name. But, yeah, uh,
1: it's a lack of vision from the the team, the management. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what they're building going forward because from watching all of these moves. You don't see a picture. You don't see mm-hmm. how this team is going to succeed. How do they're going to set themselves up for a playoff run? It just it's not there.
2: Well, I mean, could this also be and I'm just throwing this out there, could they have said maybe in the war room, hey, we can't be too good because we gotta keep that first round draft pick. We get too good, <laughs> we get out of the top ten, I don't think we lose were worried that about draft that right pick. Now. And then if we're in the top 10, we give away, what, a second de doo
0: No, I think Vlade saw, oh, wow, there's a guy from, he was a big man from overseas. (laughs) From Greece. Yeah, I I think that, I I don't know. I mean, maybe, but the thing is, you say that, they want a top 10 draft pick, and then they end up trading out of the top 10. And then they pick one of the they pick pick they the didn't worst get pick in the NBA draft. Did not get scale late? But if they picked him at thirteen, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, you could have got. got I, I'm pretty. I'm like ninety five percent sure you could have got Papagiannis at, at that twenty eighth <laughs> pick. Or if you wanted him so badly, you could have got him at twenty second. For sure, I know people were saying, "Well, he was in you know mid first round uh, mocked, yeah." But you could have got him at twenty second mm-hmm. without a doubt. I, I think that was a, a terrible pick. Obviously, yeah. uh, I'll get off the, the Sacramento
1: Kings. Um, I, I got a winner. I got the Pistons. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I think this is a team that you know continues moving in the right direction. Gun- Van Gundy just knows what he's doing. It, With it's Stan Van, baby, we trust Stan Van. Look, they 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 pick up the big guy, Cameron Barstow. Lots of love for Dude, him. Dude, got a Lobasto
2: <laughs> baby. But no,
1: Boban. I mean, that's huge. He's an athletic big. His ears can like palm the basketball.
2: Ears. The biggest ears. <laughs>
1: like, he's got a decent shot. I think. I think he'll see a little bit, a little bit more playing time there. Um, and then you got Ish coming in as a backup point guard. Which is wonderful because Spencer Dinwiddie was a dumpster fire.
0: John is a good stretch, or uh, not stretch four, but he's he's a good versatile four.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, I I think those were all smart picks. And then you got Henry Ellison, you know, one of the most, one of the least flashy players that I've ever seen come out. Uh, But look, he's good. He is good. I'm not taking anything away. He's a talented guy. He's good. This, This Pistons team just keeps getting better. And they're doing it in the right order.
0: The Pistons with me is kind of like the, the Jazz of the East, where you know they were one of the lower teams in the in the playoff race. I know I know the Jazz didn't make the playoffs and the Pistons did, but you know, kind of in that same park where they were not a top team in the East or not a bottom team in the East or West, and they just needed those pieces because Fair their enough. team's young and developing. They have already the guys in place like Drummond and Reggie Jackson to, you know, kind of take them and yeah, then they, they just need to add ready. more depth. Yeah. I think I think that's what that really was.
2: But the one thing and the huge difference between that Pistons to Jazz Comparison is that the Pistons are, where the Jazz had to come into the playoffs now, the Pistons are in a situation now to take complete control over, we've said it five minutes ago, the Heat are probably going to drop out, I got the Hornets dropping out of the playoffs from last year, while these teams drop out, you got teams like the Bucs, the Magic, maybe the Bulls, trying to get into that playoff spot. Well, the Pistons are, fuck it, we're not falling out. We're just going to advance our seeding because we're not going to be the eighth seed. We're going to be a lot higher next season.
0: I can't wait until we do Eastern Conference playoff predictions because we are be just going to fucking ream you out when you say the Hornets are not making the playoffs. They're Hornets, not going to make the playoffs. Hornets are making the playoffs. They're going to make the I've playoffs. Got,
1: I've got 12 teams in the playoffs right now in the East. I
0: can't make <laughs> up my fucking mind, guys. <laughs> Bucks, I love it. Bucks aren't making the playoffs over I, the Hornets. I'd
2: put Thon Maker in the playoffs get the before the fuck the Hornets. out of here. And I hate Thon Maker. You guys know this.
0: You hate Ben Simmons, too. No, so I don't that's, hate a, ben that's Simmons. a good gen, I don't, judge. I don't of, hate it.
2: Ben Simmons. But again,
0: with Detroit, I mean, this is a team that's just trying to get better and better and better and better. and they have. And then in the East, we're talking about playoff teams that are just getting better and better and better. You know that seven and eight team. You know they're just getting better and better. Another winner for me is the Pacers. Pacers did phenomenal. Yes. They could be the
2: second best team in the East with no, what they did this offseason. It was
1: like all these little things. Like, oh, that's a smart move. Huh. That's a, that's a good one. Yeah, I like that one. And
0: it's just like they just kept going. And I was like, holy shit! Like they rolled this roster over. Boy in the
2: draft, okay. The thing about Niang.
0: <laughs> okay, but hold on. The thing about Niang is, I gave him so much shit when we saw him at the tournament. But like now, I'm actually kind of I'm kind of liking him. You're excited I, I to think watch it's, him? I think it's actually a decent pick. I, I I really like what the Pacers did. Obviously, the Al Jefferson signing. Mm-hmm. You, you talked about that's now the killer for the Hornets for some reason. I think Al Jefferson's good. I don't think he's that good. It but, helps you know, out
1: the Pacers, hurts it, the it, Hornets.
0: It does. Yeah, it does. He's a fantastic
1: and down low score.
0: He is. He really is. He is. And Jeff Teague is a, a, I think he will work better in that offense mm-hmm. than George Hill. I think George Hill is still is still good, I think, but I think Jeff Teague will work better in the Pacers system. And I think Thad Young is phenomenal stretch four. I think I think he could be great on the bench or even starting whatever they do plan on doing with that. But I, I think I think what they've done is fantastic obviously in the draft. I thought that was great too. I mean, the firing of Frank Vogel, I didn't think was fantastic. I don't know if Nate Mil- Nick M- M- McMillan can really yeah, truly how change this team, well, but it's
2: one of those things where I the Frank Vogel thing I knew was it had to be coming because there were it like did. year after year I'm thinking, so okay, when does he get fired? When does it happen? And with bringing in Nate, it's kind of one of those things where it's like we're not going to change philosophies too much, we're just going to upload the man from behind him, next man Every up. Once Frank, in a while, it wasn't you have to for go you, fresh. yeah, it wasn't for you. Here's a guy that we're not going to do major—it's uh, not going to be a revamped overhaul, but it's a new
0: face. But With with the Pacers team, I don't think Nate McMillan's going to bring him to the finals. I think Nate McMillan can work on talent and talent alone, no, and I think he's play, got a lot of talent around him, but he's not going
2: to— The moves they made player-wise is going to make them— th- Second best team in the East. It's not going to be. Oh, we got Nate McMillan. Now we're going to the finals.
0: I mean, the thing with the thing with him is he has a, a very poor record in in the uh, in the in the playoffs. A record of uh, fourteen and twenty. Uh, a 41% winning percentage has only gotten past the first round once. I mean, it, nothing impresses me with this that much. He's only gotten over 50 wins three times, and one of them was with Portland. His highest win percentage was 51 in Portland. That was basically off talent alone there, too. I, th- I think that Nate McMillan isn't going to it's be— a a stopgap. It's a stopgap, and I don't think this is going to be making the Patriots that much better. I think that was probably their worst move.
2: Think about what teams, though, he had to deal with. He had to deal with the Supersonics and then Portland, and it was like his last year in Portland was D. Lillard's first year in Portland. So they basically got rid of him right after Lillard started.
1: Yeah. Either way, it's he hasn't had a ton of success in his uh, head coaching career, and we'll see. I mean, this this seems like— you know they're just lobbing it up there for him to knock it out of the park. Mm-hmm. He's got a serious chance to take this team deep in the playoffs. They can compete against the Cavs at the top of the East. And look, they, they've got depth. They've got a ton of veteran experience now. The, the their biggest loss is the fact that they lost a couple of hills. Like mm-hmm. that's it.
2: A couple hills. <laughs> <Good way laughs> right? A phrase, way? <laughs> right? Uh that way.
1: Right. But no, no, they're, they're they're stacked, and and it's pretty much on him to not fuck this up. Yeah, you know, I'm hoping we see a surprise out of it, kind of like OKC mm-hmm. with when they switched head coaches. Mm-hmm. We we're all kind of happily surprised mm-hmm. by by some of the uh, the out coaching he did. And look, he's got a chance to prove and himself. And Billy here.
2: Donovan was what one game away from the finals in his first
0: year. Yeah. Well, three games because he because he had three chances to win. Yeah, that. no,
1: but one win, he one was, win, one win away. away. One win away. But yeah, yeah, so Nate McMillan's got a chance to prove himself with a very talented. Very very talented roster.
0: Again, I, th- I think that he can su- survive on talent alone because if you look at that team uh, mm-hmm. he had in Portland, you had Brandon Roy with w- who was healthy, You had Lamarcus Aldridge, Nicholas Batum. Basically, that, that 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 Portland team that was working on you know Lamarcus Aldridge and the great guys around him, uh, and then Brandon Roy as, as well when he's healthy. But but the thing with the thing with the Pacers is I, I think they can challenge for the the number two seed. I think they will be held a little bit back. I think the Raptors are still the second best team, but still, I mean, going from seven to the top three or top. Four, wherever you want to, wherever you want to put them, I think that is definitely going to help them.
2: As long as LeBron's on the Cavs, they've got the number one. It's going to be a dogfight for the number two between the Raptors and the Pacers. Celtics right behind them. At
0: four. I, th- I think it's going. I think Celtics will be mixed in there, but I think also the Celtics had had a good. it will had a decent Ooh. off offseason. We're getting in touchy area here. <laughs> all right, let's 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 do in that touchy area though, because because okay. all right, obviously Jalen Brown they should have traded the pick. We we obviously agree there mm-hmm. or they should have went with Chris Dunn. I think I think yeah. that was mm-hmm. that 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 is what they should have done, but Jalen Brown again, I think that there's potential there. Yep. Obviously we we talked about the potential. Yeah, he wasn't and, top,
1: top 3 for nothing. I mean, it's just the fact yeah. that look, he well very talented, he's a very raw prospect. He's got a long way to grow his game. So
0: And you're working with Brad, uh, Brad Simmons. Uh, Brad Stevens. Brad Stevens. Even Brad I know that Stephens.
2: name. I'm awful with names.
0: Brad Stevens. Why did I say Brad Simmons? Because you're, you're thinking with... of Bill Simmons. That's yes, who you're thinking. I am. I'm, I'm,
2: Boston <laughs> Bill Simmons, it's all mixing yep. up in the head.
0: Working with Brad Stevens, and then uh, also he's kind of filling that Evan Turner role where a guy a guy who can kind of run the offense, not going to really run the offense in this first year, but a guy who makes his uh, money driving to the hole, going to the free throw line, I think he's going to he's going to work off that, and he has the enough athleticism not to fall behind on that team. Obviously bringing in Al Horford, I, I think that was a fantastic move for them. It wasn't the move they truly needed, but it was definitely a move that it does not hurt their it team. It sets them
1: up for next year even better. I mean, this year they're going to compete for uh, top of the East, and next year they have they still have the money to go out there and drop cash and get a top-of-the-line free agent.
0: Exactly, and the thing is, is who'd they lose? I mean, they lost Evan Turner, again, who they kind of filled with Jalen Brown. Jalen yep. Brown's just younger. And they lost Jaron Selinger, who was basically eating his weight in McDonald's and couldn't stay healthy. <laughs> or, and I mean, I not like healthy, but he couldn't stay... On, he he couldn't stay in shape so didn't,
1: couldn't stay on the court long enough either
0: it, it, it just it just was not a, a fit there so you, you didn't really lose anyone you brought in Al Horford you brought in Jalen Brown who has massive potential you have uh Yabuzli who obviously has a lot of potential and will be playing overseas Zizek was good as well has a lot of potential there and you got two guys and Demetrius Jackson could step in and if you need him to play this year he can play and he, I don't think he'll even fall behind too much he did pretty decent in the summer league you mm-hmm. got Ben Benzel who Kind of sucked in the summer league, yeah, which but you it summer. Summer. But I, but I love so we'll it. But exactly. <laughs> yeah, We'll see well. him in the D league, exactly. We'll see him in the D league, and I just, I just think that this team did not get worse. They're just going to improve their team again with, with, with uh, bringing in al Horford, and I think that they put them in in a spot where they are a top four team in the East as long as they stay healthy.
2: They're in the middle to me, not a winner, not a loser, yeah. and the reason why is let's see how Jalen Brown develops if he. Flat uh, out flails. But, He's a loser. If he succeeds, they're a winner.
0: But then again, it, it's it's a, you didn't lose anyone. It, with your, your team and still that, got better. And your that's I didn't why love, for me they're
2: a gray area. I didn't
1: love the picks. I'll be honest with you. Uh, the the Celtics draft strategy. I wasn't a huge fan of it. I know they've got a lot of people on that roster who they like, so they didn't want to overload them. That's why they picked up a couple guys who have no problem staying overseas. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know some of the later draft picks where it's like ah he was he was a solid college player, Let's see you know we can try him out. I feel like they could have made a way bigger splash with their uh, early drafts, uh, at least the first three. Like, you had... There were so many guys, I was like... Oh, if this, he followed the Celtics. He could be great. Oh, they didn't take him. They could have
2: oh, taken Ellison take him instead him. of Yabuzley uh, Ubez, at sixteen.
0: I, I think I agree with David. I think that was the right choice. With you, they had two, they had two guys who obviously have potential, and we'll have to work that out overseas. Yeah. But you you have got, you have a t- playoff team already. They don't so want why to speak add, it too much. Yeah, I want to Why add more that. young or youth to that team where they're not going to be playing and just be stalling? So I I, yeah. I like what the Celtics did with those last two. I think it was the first one that was the big question mark where you could have. Possibly went out and traded for somebody, or you could have drafted Chris Dunn, and I know that Isaiah Thomas is there, but still, I mean, Chris Dunn, it looks like the best player. Chris fucking Dunn. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. At the, end <laughs> of the Chris day. Dunn backing up Isaiah Thomas is a pretty good one-two well, combo.
2: And they passed up, to me, I'm looking at it now, they passed up a few, and I wonder if it's they passed up these point guards because of Isaiah Thomas. Could have taken Chris Dunn at three. That's one. Uh-huh. Could have taken Wade Baldwin at 16. And no matter what you think about Wade Baldwin, Sucks. still a pretty good point guard. Uh, or that guy who overall. fell down to uh,
1: the, the Spurs, you know, way down there. A little DeJounte oh, De yeah. Murray. DeJounte
2: Murray. Murray. Could have taken him. They could have taken Kay Felder instead of Ben Bentle at 51. Well, That's
1: like taking Isaiah all And over then, again. I
2: mean, they took – they ended up did <laughs> taking um, Demetrius Jackson. So they did kind of – they hit that need, but it was for me more of the Chris Dunn and the Baldwin. You obviously passed on those guys because you didn't want to upset Isaiah.
0: Okay, no, not at all. Demetrius Jackson is going to be a backup point guard, and, and that's what you needed. I mean, Isaiah Thomas is your starting point guard. You K Felder not going to step in and be better. No, than— No, I'm not saying no. that's why but, I said. But more you can put them next to each and other and have that you know sub six foot backcourt <laughs> elite. <laughs> Demetrius Jackson was a better <laughs> pick than K Felder there, and, and and with and I don't know why you're, you're so high on Kay Felder. Is he no, a good no, scorer? No, no, no. Yes. But Listen to me. I said more of
2: Chris Dunn and Wade Baldwin were the main two. Maybe even mm-hmm. throw in Baldwin's Gi- not a good
0: leader. Again, we we have no. I'm saying we, like we have different as, as a guy, that, but, you could
2: have drifted. I would have taken Wade Baldwin but they didn't over need a point guard. to be the bat. I, if you're looking at me saying DJ K Felder or Wade Baldwin to be my backup behind Isaiah, I take
0: Baldwin. But that's a guy who has leadership problems, who has uh, some character issues, and probably doesn't want to be a backup. And it will be a backup to Mike Conley. But then again, I, I see him somehow moving or wanting to move and not not being a, an efficient player there in Memphis. I think you di- you, you obviously didn't need a point guard. You have Isaiah Thomas. You have Marcus Smart to back him up as a, as a defensive side put, or you know, as as a defensive uh, relief there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but you needed a big man. You needed a big man. You obviously went out and got El Horford there. You Boozley and Zizek will be there for as backups and and to play power forward too when the, when they finally come up. And well, Zizek will be more of a center, but still. Mm-hmm. It, but the times right,
1: they've got the guys to pull in.
0: Yeah, and yeah. you could fl- and you could flip Horford to power forward if you want to play Zizek and Horford he at the love same to time. Play center. Yeah, uh,
1: he, he's talked about how a ton, but you know it's the way the rest of the roster goes, like he has no problem. And that's why he's a great guy to have on your team. He's willing to go out there, sacrifice his own numbers, his own mm-hmm. body a little bit more. Because you're telling me he wouldn't have better numbers playing power forward, being a little bit further away from that basket, doesn't get banged up all night, mm-hmm. doesn't there's there's a lot of wear and tear on the body of a center.
2: What they really needed was to trade that number three pick and get Jimmy Butler. But they, it didn't happen. They
0: didn't, but then again... I'm not saying, I'm not saying no, we should No, sure no, I just go that conversation. Yeah, but they, they, that's what they needed.
2: They, they needed they, a star.
0: They didn't, all right? They didn't. They got out Horford, and they're going to look for a star next year. But then again, if you look at this team, that they, they were still a playoff team. They still got better. They didn't lose that <laughs> yep. much. And then Jalen Brown, they hope they, that he can come in off the bench and drive to the basket and basically do what Evan Turner did in a, in a smaller role, and a diminished role. But still, it, it, they didn't get worse as a team. You're and right. and Jalen Brown obviously has a lot of potential, and if that potential hits, then it's going to be fantastic. I, I think they're a winner even if he doesn't hit because you have so many chances of a, a player hitting in that draft that that's all that matters. And, and then you bring in a guy like Al Horford. You didn't get worse as a team. You got better and you pushed yourself into a, a better positioning. And again, that's what winners and losers means for the off offseason. They could have done more. I don't agree with, yeah. I don't disagree with you there. Obviously they could've done more, but then again, uh, you could have picked drafted Chris Dunn and Chris Dunn looking like the better prospect right now, but then again we haven't seen That's what Jared Brown really. Brown yep. can do. Exactly.
1: I am gonna drop a bomb and say, you know, the Bulls had a shit off season.
2: No, yeah, I could see it.
0: Be there's that a, guy. A, Without a, there's a
2: there's a few diamonds. I don't get the play
0: I don't get the playoff talk. There's a few at
2: diamonds. All. We can get the eighth seed maybe. Just give me some hope. Like said, yeah. There's, there's some
1: like hope. 12 teams in the West or in the East that could compete for mm-hmm. that. So yeah, fair enough. But like, I just I feel like they shit the bed. They 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 came out there like, oh, this is our plan going forward. We're gonna get younger. We're gonna rebuild around Jimmy, and they mm-hmm. go out and they get a bunch of aging veterans. Uh,
2: because, however, it's one of those things where, compete. Yeah, I could see us as a loser, but I'm not control. Like I'm not mad about it because. I've been saying this forever. I like Denzel moving forward. It Denzel's was a, a great, great pick. draft pick. Great pick. However, when you look at the old guys, yeah, D. Wade's going to be around for two years. Yeah, we may have overpaid for him. But you know what? I'm going to support the Bulls, and I'm going to love seeing him in a Bulls uniform. Rajon Rondo, I've said it before. I'll say it again. He's not going to be here past this year. Look at how they put together that contract. They put most of the money in that but first year set them up to, to win. get rid of them. It doesn't. We how go- does this
0: set them up to win? Okay. How does this set them here, up for the future? Here's the None. thing.
2: Yeah. For the future, it's one of those things where you can kind of say you can, if you wanted to, you could say the same thing about Pat Riley. Oh, we're all setting it up for next year. Like th- this is a move. We're all setting it up for next year, and How? we weren't going to win anything this year, anyways. We've got the no, but your Cavaliers, future didn't get better. The Raptors, yeah. like these are the- moves I
1: would expect like the Mavs to do, build up around. You know, you go out there, they try to repeat the magic that happened with Dirk <laughs> the last time. They gave them a ton of aging veterans who are all coming off good seasons. And they guess what? They took it deep in the playoffs, they got championship off of it. They did this around a Jimmy Butler, who's still in his prime, who's twenty-seven. Are you kidding me right now?
0: This isn't like a a Dirk where you know this is his last years of stardom. This is this is a guy who can you who could be your center point for
1: being a stud, exactly stud in the NBA before he starts to see a drop off.
0: You still got five years, and what you do is you bring in a guy like D Wade who can't shoot the three. You bring in a guy like Rajon Rondo who cannot shoot the three. (laughs) I mean, these guys all make their living driving to the basket. Even with Jimmy, I mean, this this offense is gonna be a fucking mess.
2: Maybe because it's I'm a Bulls fan. I'm sitting here saying. On paper, wasn't the best off season. No, but I'm sitting here going, "Let me wait and see. Let me let me see them play some games. I'm going to enjoy watching no them play. The but bus. I think they
1: had a shit off season. Again, no, I know. I and said that's this what I'm
2: saying that they're losers. But it's one of those things where it's like before. And this is mostly for the I'm going to throw Mike Rankin in this because he's the Chicago guy that talks about all our Chicago stuff. For the ones that are just throwing everyone out, like this is season is garbage now. Let me see him play before we rag on everybody.
0: I, I disagree. I'm mean, like, we're Gar ragging Forman, on, we're we ragging rag rag on teams Gar right Forman now.
2: Because the biggest, mistake was, the biggest mistake was not getting rid of Paul at the trade deadline. That's what set most of us up. Should have traded him at the trade deadline. I'm glad we got rid of D Rose. Noah's a casualty where it's like, yeah, okay, I can see why it's a good thing for him to be gone now. And it's more about, I like Denzel. I like having a veteran like D-Wade on the team. Rondo's kind of eh. But this team, am I expecting a finals appearance? No. So, I mean, I'm not that upset about that. Bad offseason. You
0: made two good moves. You drafted Denzel and you traded Derrick Rose. You got the old guard out <laughs> and Derrick <laughs> yeah. Rose and Kim Noah. But then you brought in a different old guard in uh, a different old you know brand of people in in and Rajon Rondo. We and, also and brought Wade. in
2: Rolo. That was a nice move.
0: Again, the trade was, yeah, nice. It was a nice I'm, not, move. I'm yeah. not saying the trade was bad. The trade was a good good idea. Get Derrick Rose in. Get out of that old mm-hmm. that old uh, Bulls mentality. But you're just bringing in more old. You're just bringing in guys who are living in the past. Rajon Rondo, yes, he's still a good passer. He's still got good court vision. He's still he's still a decent player, but he's not gonna bring you a championship. Dwayne Wade, obviously in the twilight of his career, but he can still put up points, but he's not gonna bring you to a championship. But this, we
2: were ex- were we expecting championship this year. You were year?
0: expecting this team to build for the future. This is not, building for,
2: yeah. this is not building for the future.
1: Yeah, this is not expecting a you know, here here's your twenty five to 30, two, 33 win season, just and just go out there and get themselves a good draft.
0: I, I don't. I'm not saying they good had the offseason. worst. I'm not saying they had the worst off season, but I'm, I'm not saying they had near the best or, or even probably top twenty. I, no. I think. I think they're definitely in the bottom uh, of worst off seasons for the NBA. I, I mean, I get. I get your optimism, or I get. I get well,
2: it's one, I it's, just want to see what these guys can do under Holybrook. Oh, I want to see, I'll but I just am
1: pissed off because there's no plan for the future. I feel like they yeah. took a. They're they're going to waste a year at Jimmy's prime because if you're if you can't compete for a championship. You should be working to compete for no, a championship what, down the road.
2: The, this is the way I see it. Last year was the, okay, the hostile takeover of we just got to get Rose out of here, make sure it's Jimmy's team. This is going to be, okay, this is what it should have been last year if we didn't have a cancerous locker room between the Jimmy and Derrick Rose fighting over for whose team it yeah. is. And then it'll start to get better. That's what I'm thinking towards the future.
0: But but the thing is about this whole thing is how would you improve your team? And you got rid of an old guard, which or you got rid of the old mm-hmm. past of uh, the old of bull past, and you just brought in someone else. But that didn't make your team any better. And but if it's you look for one the future, year, But it's
2: a one year the Rondo thing. But it's I'm a, a, one of, is a one year. It's, it's a one year. a
0: one. It's one more year of the Bulls being a bad team. It's it's one more year of the Bulls struggling. It's one more year of the Bulls not being a playoff but, team. It's one more year of the Bulls not look, going deep in the playoffs. But when
2: you look at it, we had the money to spend. It's a step back. Would you rather have kept the money and let Jerry and Grant be your starter this year? Or at the time, Jose Jose Calderon? No. Throw some money at Rondo because that's the whole reason why we were able to get D-Wade and Rondo in the first place. is because of the max money that we were getting. The funny money, as I call it, from this last agreement and the inflating of money. That's why we were able to do it. So why not go out there and get a Rondo for a
0: year? Okay, Ron, Rondo for a year isn't bad, but but then again, it's not helping your team. It, it, it's fine for a stopgap. It's fine for something, but but either and it's, like it's I said, all we or nothing. we weren't expecting Ricky.
2: to win a championship. If I may, if we but, make the eighth is, seed, okay, if we make the eighth seed, that's like going to the championship
0: for me this year. Okay, but that's also going to hold your team back because you're not getting a, a high enough draft pick. You're getting a middle of the road draft pick for a guy that either can be a Denzel Valentine who has question marks and falls because of injuries, or it's a guy who's very young or it's an overseas player that's just going to take more time to develop, more time to the get there. The problem is, we don't see a payoff coming. Well, There's good, no payoff. Well, good coming. thing the yeah. Kings
2: got uh, Papa John's because they're going to be outside of that top 10 and we're going to get their pick.
0: Yep. Uh, and, and, and with the Bulls, <laughs> I mean, the thing The thing with the Bulls is uh, one final thing so we can get off the Bulls. I didn't know we were going to about I the had Bulls to do for it. I, for once, it. I
2: didn't bring them up. I, oh, no, you didn't. Uh, but
0: the the thing with it is just it, 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 they're just they're holding themselves back. They're holding. You, you talked about this with the, the LA talk about how you know the, it, with big markets you need a team that's winning, a team that's mm-hmm. going somewhere. No, the Lakers do. are going somewhere. The Lakers are doing something. The Lakers have a young team. They have prospects. They have potential. The Bulls don't have that. The Bulls have Jimmy Butler, and they have a bunch of old players. They have Jimmy Butler, and they have Denzel Valentine, who might be able to. Hey, you got be Bobby something. in there too. You got Bobby Portis as well. I don't want to. I don't want hurt on uh, or trash on that Bobby Portis. That whole summer,
2: that whole summer league team, and I know
0: that it goes back summer to the league point Champs? where, it's yeah, but like, summer league isn't going to win them we, a championship. No, no, no. It,
2: it goes down to the point. Yeah, we should have dominated because we had one of the oldest summer league teams yep. in Las Vegas this year. But I watched that team and I went, "Holy shit, this is like." Bobby impressed me. I liked what Valentine brought Felicio. to the table. Felicio Grant was, uh, but he had his moments. He had his moments, and it's a thing where it's like, okay, I can see the young talent. I just want to see this year, and just if we make the playoffs, that's like winning the championship. If but you yes, make the playoffs, I you're do holding understand your team what back. you're saying because it still puts, us. <laughs> and that's where the polls are. We're in basketball purgatory. Yep, we're. Maybe good enough to get into the playoffs, but even if we're not, we're a 13-14, never going to get it's, a top 10. It's Reinsdorf yeah.
0: just trying to keep this team alive and just trying to bring pu- people well, no, in. Because if they go to make the playoffs— A little bit
2: more money out of that. If, if, they, make the, more money.
0: if they make the playoffs, it's just going to sell a lot of tickets. But let's go—
2: I'm going to throw out a winner. Right. And this is shocking that Dave threw out I was the about bowls. to throw one out, too. I'm going to throw out the L.A. Lakers. As a winner. Whoa, 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 whoa! We should. We should what? I know that. we we switched it. Dave brought up the Bulls. I brought the Lakers. I mean, whoa. We we're, had a we're secret. Here. We
1: had a secret yeah, deal behind closed here. doors here. It's uh, all about the what's up, what's up, nation. <laughs> that
2: telepathic <laughs> mindset now. But I mean, yeah. I mean, you look at obviously the Mozgov deal was kind of the worst free agent signing to me. I out don't of think the free so. agency, but I, mean, I it, think it, I think you're given it, it hits a need. It hits there. a need. Jose Calderon. They bring him in. He's going to be gone in a year anyways. It doesn't matter. Veteran leadership. I mean, you Veteran hit, leadership. To, me, to me, you hit in the draft where you get Brandon Ingram, you get Zubac, who impressed during the summer league, and you get one of the one of the best free agent signings, I'm going to say, for a team in Al Dang coming over to the Lake Show. Okay. Lake
0: Show. I agree that Al Dang was Lake great. Lake Show's not a thing. I agree that they had a great yeah, draft. Yeah, they're
2: the Lake Show. That's what they used to be.
0: I agree that Al yeah. Dang was a great signing. That's what they used to be called. I agree that their, draft was, <laughs> that their draft was great, and I agree that bringing in Luke Walton was fantastic. And again, you're just building yeah. this mm-hmm. team up for more. What I say, they're one of the top teams, but no, they did have a they did have a good offseason. Mm-hmm. I, I, they did like their moves. I mean, Mozgov was terrible. We could say that until the cows come home. We, everyone agrees that Mozgov was a terrible signing. It's
2: all because of the money that was coming gap. in. Yeah,
0: yeah. Calderon's not going to make your team any you know any better, but also he's not going to be your point guard. He's just going to be coming off the bench to back up D. Russ. I mean. Uh, I, I think I think that the Lakers are getting there. I think I think people are going to see it as a loss because they didn't bring in a, a big name free agent. They didn't bring a, a, another star in. They didn't bring in you know a guy like Kevin Durant. They they couldn't even woo him into well, it to an interview. Basically,
2: they did bring in Kevin Durant because Brandon Ingram is Kevin Durant. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. we we'd all like to hope and think <laughs> and pray that that happens, but, but yeah, they we did, don't know. They didn't bring in Hassan Whiteside for an interview. They couldn't even get you know the big names in here. You mean yeah, LA is falling apart? Even show up. They're just getting there. They're, they're they're building up that team, so the free agents will come. So the free agents want to get there. Yeah, I, I will agree that the Lakers did did, did push their team forward and, and did get better and, and did develop his team more. Well,
2: and it's one of those things where you made the additions you had to to say, hey, we're going to be an exciting team. But I'm kind if I'm a Laker fan, I'm kind of glad we didn't get a a top free agent because yet again. If you fall out of the top three, you lose that pick. I mean, if you're good enough to fall out of that top three, go ahead. That's a win for you guys. But with the team, it's like, oh, cool, we got Brandon Ingram, we got Zubak, we got Dang. But if we're a top three team, I'm not upset because at least we kept our draft pick. Cut, the West and then can add next year. Yeah. And
1: yeah. There's a chance that they, they could you know still end up as a top three team, mm-hmm. even with all these smart moves. Yep. Uh, look. well top bottom team top bottom team Yeah, people well make top draft team yeah, yeah. Top draft. yeah look, it when, when we talk Lakers we talk top draft team we don't <laughs> talk like wins
0: losses not, not yet not yet but two to three years right there
1: right there we're on the same page it's my bold
0: prediction uh, another winner I want to throw out there is I would kind of be stupid not to throw out Golden State. We're I stepping mean,
1: around it. We were like trying to be all yeah. like, oh yeah, look
0: at all these other teams. Well, Golden State just kind of mic dropped well, that comment. I, mean, yeah, Golden State got I right. mean,
2: if we're talking super teams, you gotta throw the Knicks out there, right? Apparently <laughs> <laughs> Derek Rose. Gotta yeah, throw them no. out there.
0: Um <laughs> Another loser for me, if we're talking about the Knicks, uh Orlando. I'm gonna get a lot of hate. Everyone from Orlando was finally Tell
2: me why. Okay. Tell me why. I want
0: to hear right. this. Well, yeah, uh, Orlando fans uh wanted to downvote us to hell. If you check out our Bismack Biombo signing, um we have so many dislikes. Likes on that video. Best we have so many people calling us uh, idiots, and uh, let's go again. Magic rounds, uh, magic fan. This is round two. Uh, ding, so, yeah, ring ding. R- Ring the bell. <laughs> All right. So they brought in Bismack Biombo who is has a lot of potential, who who might be able to develop into a great defensive player. Yeah, he can... Develop? He's been in the league for multiple years already. I'm sorry. This is who he is. He's a, apparently, to Magic fans, he's a top defensive center in the league. I don't know where the fuck that came from, but apparently from a, from it's For about uh, four games in the playoffs. Yeah, for about four games in the playoffs. He had two... He had that one game where he had 26 rebounds. Bismack has not proven himself for that contract. I think we all agree there. You're basically paying for potential there. So you have Bismack. You have Nikola Vucevic, who is a good player... Who apparently could bring in Draymond Green uh, in a trade, according to Magic fans, uh, Vucevic, a good offensive player, but not uh, you know no no defense there. But so maybe if you pair him with Serge Ibaka, who you traded Victor Oladipo for, that can bring in some. But you also traded some bonus as well, and then you have Steven Zimmerman, who you drafted in the second round, and you have Aaron Gordon, who's one of the uh, who's a huge athletic freak. So you have you know about five guys there who I would say. Four of them could be starters uh, for your team for the center and power forward position. So Vucevic is most likely going to start, and you have uh, Serge next to him. And then you have Bismack Biyombo and Aaron Gordon there. But the problem with that is Aaron Gordon isn't that great offensively. Bismack Biyombo isn't that great in general. They have a lot of potential and a lot oh. of athleticism. But then again, how is this team going to score? Because then you get rid of Victor Oladipo, who is your best scorer but then you have Alfred Payton, Payton, who's not that good of a scorer. You have a guy who Mario Hozonia, Hozonia, who's very young, but then again, he hasn't really proven himself there. And then you have you know other guys, other players on this team that just cannot score. I, I see this team probably putting up 88 points per game. They have a good defensive team, and they brought in Frank Vogel, which was a good signing, who's a great defensive coach, but. Where the hell is the scoring going to come from? And, you know, you have you have two guys. You have one guy in search who's a great defensive player uh, in, in that five guys who can play uh, center or power forward. And you have Bismack who might develop into that. But then again, who the fuck's going to score on the Magic so you lose? Sean, tell us how you really think. He also traded Victor Oladipo too. <laughs> I mean, which was a terrible trade did, because you gave way too much up for Serge Ibaka.
2: The floor is now yours, Sean. Just go. I, I feel I like you like had some some strong feelings on yeah, this one. Some real strong feelings. I, I'm looking right now: 29 likes to 40 dislikes on that. Uh, we got on that. Med- on that one. Let's see if we can get to 100 on this one, Sean. Tell us how you really feel. I, let's I just let's did. go for a Milestone. I just did.
1: <laughs> so, Sean, you, they would not be a winner in your category for this off season. <laughs> I, just to clarify for our fans out there, I, or I,
0: is it a gray area? I'd file. I would file them into dumpster fire, like the Kings. And people, people are going to get mad because I said dumpster fire. It's, it was a joke. Relax.
2: Here, here let me let, yeah. let me throw this out there. Biggest loser of the three: Bulls, Magic, or Kings. That's
0: tough. Bulls, Magic, or, King- or yeah, Kings? Yeah, pick one. Uh, see, oh, okay. I thought, thought pick picking the Magic. The, the problem I have <laughs> with the Magic is the, the, the Magic have a lot of good players, or have a lot of players who are quality. they but brought they in Frank Vogel now, man. Yeah, they, and they brought in a good coach. See, they have a lot of quality players, but then again— all of that quality doesn't mean you have a superstar. All of that quality doesn't make you a playoff team. You have a lot of quality players who can come and circle in. You brought in Jeff Green, who has been the biggest disappointment in the NBA and has, you know, can really bring a lot to this team. You have DJ Augustine, who's a good backup center. You brought you brought him in as well. But if you look at this magic team, who is really going to be a star here? You brought in Jody Meeks. Great fucking job there. I mean, <laughs> what? I don't understand what the Magic are trying to do here. Again, again, with the Magic, you have a lot of quality players. You have a lot of quality players. But that doesn't the mean you have pieces. a quality team. Yeah, they're the wrong pieces wrong pieces not a en- not enough good pieces you have a lot of quality pieces doesn't mean it's good good pieces you might be a playoff team maybe if there's a lot of injuries and you can figure out how to put those quality uh quality pieces into the correct so starting lineup So you put
1: lineup, enough balls through baskets you win the game which gets or you Or you stop
0: the other team from scoring a lot of baskets John Madden John right Madden there. Boom Turducken <laughs> <laughs> uh no, see the magic the magic aren't going to be a bad team. They're not going to be a bottom team in the East. They're not they're not, you know, they, but they didn't make their team better. They didn't make their team, they didn't advance for the future. They 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 brought in a lot of players who were quality mm, players. Right. But they didn't make this team better. They're not going to be, you know, it, they might be competing for that 8th seed in the East, but they're not going to be a playoff team.
1: Okay. Okay. Um <sighs> I I've got a question for you. Yeah. Do you believe in the process? Do you uh,
0: trust in the
1: process? Cuz I do. I do. I, th- I think the 76ers had okay. a
0: wonderful offseason. I was wondering where you're going for
1: that. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Uh, ben Simmons, uh, you, you didn't miss. Wonderful job. You didn't fuck that up. Uh, they also you know, brought in Timothy and Furkan, two guys who we'll probably see a little bit of and hopefully a lot. Uh, my expectations, honestly, I wasn't the hugest fan of them coming over. Uh, but look, they get some shooting, which is what they desperately need because they've got a lot of bigs now. And Ben Simmons was beautiful in summer league, passing the ball like lights out, crazy passes.
2: What's a win for the Sixers this year? Because they're not making the playoffs. But what's a win for the Sixers? Like what's uh, a win the, is what's uh, at the end of the season? You're going. This was a good season. Embiid playing. Yeah, uh, if,
1: Embiid. If, if they don't lose a big man to injury,
0: it's a win. I don't if, care how many if, wins you put up on If Embiid this. plays 50 games, throw a parade. That's probably a win there. <laughs> I like um, it. if Josh starts scoring around 20 points. Well, he's right he's
1: right there already. He's at exactly.
0: 18 point 8, 8 or something. But if he gets there and, and you, you you see those crest that 20 point yeah, barrier. Okay. You you see you see you get over that 20 point barrier. You you see you see improvement you, from a from a mid-range game.
1: Do you feel like if they have all three centers still on their team at the end of the year it's it's a loss? Do no. You think they fucked up?
0: No. Um I, I think I think that would might hold this team back a little bit. Um but I think if they have Nerlens Noel and Jaleel Okafor and Embiid, it's mainly because they just want to make sh- sure Embiid can actually stay healthy okay. so, so if they keep uh, Noel around I, I wouldn't be too shocked, or if they keep Ja around, I wouldn't be too shocked, and then if they, if, if they have him by the draft or after the draft's over, I think that's a loss for them Okay. So so if they if they bring all three of those players back next year, that's the problem. Okay. okay. I I think if they have them after the trade deadline, that's not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. I I think if they if they if they get rid of them by the draft, I think they'll be fine. Because because I agree with the Sixers. I mean, you have Ben Simmons. Obviously, it was going to be the Power forward, point, point forward. forward, power yeah. point forward, whatever whatever you want to call it. So they're going to find some ways. I think a win for them is Ben Simmons winning rookie of the year, Saric looking like uh, living up to his potential, Can't and Bead playing 50 games, and Joss scoring Joss scoring around 20.
1: I'm getting goosebumps over here thinking about the 76ers <laughs> playing. That's just bizarre. And you know what the smart thing they did is? Brought in some veterans. Help you know, fill out that locker room. Mm-hmm. Gerald Henderson, guy who's been around for years. He's a quality player. He'll give you some minutes. But it, it's that mentality. Same with Jared Bayless. He's not going to go out there and,
2: you know, surprise you. Didn't they throw money at Harrison Barnes, too? They did. did. they try to bring him they in? They tried to,
1: but uh, he turned it down and went down to the Mavs. But, no, I think, look there, get the locker room straight. Ish was had some immaturity issues. Mm. Um, so, while I'm a huge fan of Ish, it's probably the right move to get him out of town, let him walk. Uh, but, no, I think, I think this team is, is prepped for the future.
2: And, I mean, I'm not— I just wanted to throw out speaking of Harrison Barnes. Not about the whole team in the Mavs, just the signing in general this offseason. Good or bad for the Mavs? Harrison Barnes. With Harrison Barnes, I mean it's okay. is he going like He's not he, going to be a superstar, but is he going to be serviceable next to Dirty? Oh Dirk? yeah, he'll be Dirty
0: Dirk. Sir- Harrison Barnes isn't a bad player. He, he just got blown out of the water because he, he was on a seventy. Season. Yeah, he was on a seventy-three game win team and couldn't make a start, shot
2: for two games. Yeah,
0: and he was he was the starting start, small forward. They needed. I mean, they were looking you know, down and out because, and it wasn't Harrison Barnes' fault, but they were looking down and out because of Iggy's injury, mm-hmm. uh, of, of Curry's poor play, of, of play being on and off. Yeah, I mean, the Draymond th- suspension. People were looking more from. But I, I think he, Harrison Barnes can be a decent player. I mean, if he scores 14 or 15 for you, that's good.
1: Yeah, I think he'll average probably about uh, 15 and 6. Yeah. I mean, he'll it, be good. He won't be great. He, he won't really change the game. I mean, I think it's funny that the Mavs brought in, you know, a Curry, Bogut, and Barnes, try to recreate <laughs> their own Golden State. Unfortunately, it's the wrong Curry.
0: Uh, I think they brought in a Thompson, too. Or the, there's a Thompson out there. Jason Thompson, I think, still mm-hmm. free agent, so if they want to bring him in,
1: make it happen. Uh, but no, I mean, the. Yeah, I know you didn't want to get too far into the maps, but uh, they—they did something serviceable. They let uh, they let some talent go between Chandler and Zaza, but they're bringing new guys. I'm, I'm I'm okay with it. It's a net neutral.
0: Oh, God. I'm, I'm looking at the, the, these magic comments now, and I'm getting pissed off again. Let us just re- <laughs> let me just throw one out there. Uh, the, the most liked comment on that one Dislike from Sergio to Santiago. Disliked them to death. That one only got four. This one has 15. You guys, spelled with just a U, you guys are hey, one stupid guys. motherfuckers with Zs. Orlando has 10 starters on that team. Doesn't mean it's good. They have 10 <laughs> quality players that are going to be backlogged, and they're not going to be able to put out the best starting lineup there on their team. You dumb. Word I'm not going to say don't you ever disrespect Orlando. What has Orlando done? How many fucking championships do they have, Sergio? Get off blogging, please. (laughs) This isn't a blog. It's a podcast. You don't know shit. You don't know how to spell. Since when the best front court in the basketball does not make the playoffs, this isn't the best front court. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, Sergio. You have five players who are okay. You have Vucevic, who's a good offensive player, but can't play defense. You have Serge, who tries to be a three-point shooter, but just chucks him up. You have Aaron Gordon, who's got a lot of potential. You got Biz MacBiaba, who's on a terrible contract Since when? Vogel does not make the playoff well he had a good team there I gave you a dislike motherfuckers don't care suck my dick no don't you ever disrespect the magic in your life Just the magic have never been good they've been they made the finals uh, once the, made the uh, finals once because of Dwight Howard's monstrous performance
1: yeah fair enough fair enough I just I love the Shaq and or yeah Shaq and Penny days you know those those were my joy and then Dwight was okay
0: that as well sorry they, they made it twice I, for, I forgot about Shaq and Penny my yeah. bad, my bad. I want I want to apologize to that. You're you two dominant big men, two of the best players in the NBA at that time. In so 2010, what do they, do they go out there Dwight. themselves
1: and get another dominant big man in the, Bismack mm-hmm. Biombo?
0: No, it's 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 quantity <laughs> over quality. It's quantity over quality. Hey, let's just get. I'm so happy there's not a video podcasts this week. Let's just get a ton of them and see if one of them hits. Let's see if one of them sticks. Let's see hey, what happens. Best luck Serge to Let's make Serge Ibaka the focal point of our offense. <laughs> Great idea, there, guys. It's gonna pay off huge. God, any final teams you guys want to talk about? I, no, not really.
1: I, I you gotta give a little bit of credit to uh, Minnesota, you know. Go out there and get Chris Dunn, what we think is uh the third best player in this mm-hmm. draft. You should have gone to him. Boston. To Baston. Probably. The other guy the other team, And they was, hired Tom Thibodeau. They did. I mean, look, that this team is stacked. They're they're stacked and they're set for success in the future because you got the coach who believes in the team. He's gonna run their legs off, but you know what? They're gonna get a shit ton of wins.
0: After an hour of talking about this, I want to throw one more team out. And if you're if you've been waiting for this team, I hope you didn't write comments. Where are the, Where's this team? I want to throw the Suns out there. You bring in <sighs> Leandro Barbosa, bringing him yeah. back to Phoenix, who, who who's still a, a very good bench player. Obviously showed his, his scoring in the NBA Finals. Jared Dudley is uh, bringing him back as well uh, to Phoenix. A, a good three point shooter. You 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 brought in Dragon Bender and Marquise Chris. You know if. If you can't have one, why, Or if you can't, if you do, if you want both, why not? I, I don't know what the fucking saying is, but Just get them you, both. Get them yeah. both. He also bring in Tyler. Two. You bring in Tyler Eulis in the second round. Kentucky
1: backcourt continues. Yes,
0: you, you have uh, three players from uh, four. Kentucky, four players. They have four Kentucky Wildcats. <laughs> four Kentucky Wildcats. I, I, I think they had a great draft. They had a great great free agency, and, and I don't think they're going to be a playoff team. But they're still making their team better. They they, they they're bringing in the it right looks players.
1: Like, go- like the Suns have always been. Like when I think NBA purgatory, I think the Suns. Yeah. To be honest with you,
0: they've just always been there in my mind. Well, they're in that magic territory where they ha- they've had great players and Steve Nash and Charles Barkley, but couldn't get over that hump and won a championship.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's unfortunate. But now I, I really like what they've done. I think they've got a loaded backcourt now. they got to find time to play everybody. And you know what? If one of those two bigs hits, they're set.
0: But their situation isn't that bad, because what, what's your problem there? Because you have Eulis who will be a backup and should be a backup in his yep. first year. You have two guys in Knight and and uh, Bledsoe who should be starting, and you could play Devin Booker at, at the three, and, and Devin Booker obviously showed that he's, he's a great three-point shooter, and if he kind of struggles, then you could put him uh, as your backup, and him and Uless isn't going to be that bad of a combo. They're only and,
1: best friends for life. Yeah,
0: I think mean, I I think I think, I think what the Suns are doing is fantastic. They're not absolutely. In, they're not in a position where they, they're holding themselves back, where they, they're where they're chaining, you know, five guys so you could start. They're be not in Orlando. They're not pulling in Orlando. is basically what I'm saying. And after an hour long of trashing the Orlando Magic, we are going to wrap up this episode of the Fast Break Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you're listening on SoundCloud, hit that like button, hit that repost button. If you're listening on YouTube, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. Uh, Do not forget those, those help us a ton. If you also want to check us out on any of our social medias, the uh, links are down below. And also, one final thing we've got to touch on is patreon.com slash most valuable podcast. If you do want to help support us and help us create greater content and just, you know, improve the quality of, of this content then uh, check out patreon.com slash most valuable podcast we got exclusive podcasts on there we got a lot of perks and uh, a lot of that is available for you if you do want to check that out so do not forget to go to patreon.com slash most valuable podcast but for dave oster and ricky woodmer we're going to wrap up this episode of the fast break podcast thank you very much and we'll see you next week thank you for listening to this mvp podcast follow us on twitter at most valuable pod for more great podcasts